Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, what's going on, people? Welcome to the Miles Mikulski podcast, where we talk to some of your favorite artists and talk all things music-related. Mainly hip-hop, but, you know, we might have to fling in a few things along the way. If you enjoy any of the content, make sure you follow me on socials, at Miles Mikulski. Basically, it's in my name. If you're listening to it right now, you'll be able to see my name right there. I ain't going to spell it out, because that's kind of long still. But follow me on socials to keep updated on who the next guest will be in the future. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into another episode of the Mars Mikulski podcast. Joining me is a hip hop legend in the game right now. Your book's just come out. Yeah, yeah. DJ Semtex, what are you saying? What's happening? What are you saying? I'm, what are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> Remember, this time around, I'm asking you the questions. It's, it's different. It's, <laughs> it's on the other side. You can't just be yeah, yeah, it like yeah. that. All right. All right. How's it feel? Um, feels like there's work to be done. Really? Like, yeah, man. It's like I'm not. I'm never. You know, like you know, like when I do a mix, yeah, I never listen to it again because okay. I always feel like I could do a better one. Yeah. So it's like it feels a bit like that. Yeah. It feels a bit like there's more to be done. You, you know? feel? Like, I think maybe you're beating yourself up a bit, you know? Nah. Because that, that's a big. That's a big book. It's a big statement. It is, but the, I got. I got. I got to do the work to promote it. Okay. I got to figure out what to do next. Like, I want to do another one. The, yeah. the one thing that I learned from doing this book is there's a need for more. Yeah. You know, not not just for me, from anybody who's involved in the culture, anyone who's got a story to tell. Yeah. Like need more books from the people who actually live it. You yeah. know, because when 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 everything, you know, no one lives forever yet. And you know, we're all gonna go at some point. But what 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 is gonna be the marker? What is gonna be the history that you leave for the kids and the kids' kids? Exactly. Like, yeah. You, you know we do very very well in music but when it comes to books there aren't many hip hop books there isn't you know? so um, yeah you know I'm not saying it all falls on my shoulders but I do want I do want to do more writing you put so. it on your shoulders a bit you know <laughs> <laughs> that pressure is there because right now we got in the last like month and a half we've had three books that have come out so we've had right. Ben Westhoff he's kind of come out of a West Coast book yeah about West Coast hip hop yeah and we've got This Is Graham yeah yeah and then we've got your book that's come out now yeah. so you've got three kind of books that are like pushing levels and setting things mm. so for you obviously leaving a legacy behind for kids and gen- future generations is that why you wanted to make the book in the first nah, place I, w- I wanted to make the book because it's, it's all about the positive. Yeah. I think there's a lot of sites, magazines that celebrate the negative constantly. Yeah. I haven't 
there's not that many great books on hip hop. There's a couple. It's not you know not a lot. So I just felt um, some things that I wanted to say, and you know this this is an amazing culture. It changed my life. Yeah. You know, and I thought you know it's a way that I could do something that is inspiring because it's an inspiring culture. Yeah. It, it, I don't know what I'd be doing if I wasn't consumed by it the way that it happened. Yeah. You know. Well, it, it literally raised you. Yeah. That's literally, there you go. You, no pun intended, yeah, you know. Exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? and, and But I know it's done the same for other people. It's yeah. Like there's other millions of people around the world who's done the same thing for. Well, the response has been crazy though. That's the thing, like, you know, artists have got involved, like Ghostface Killer, like, yeah. you know, that like cosign, yeah. massive. Obviously, I'm sure you know him, like, on a level yeah. anyway, so. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, I know these guys, but, you know, at the end of the day, when I'm saying to them, um, I've done this book, do you mind having a look at it? They could yeah. easily say no. They don't owe me anything. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know, I've earned the respect over the years and I've done interviews with them and played their music, but they still don't owe me anything. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I'm just grateful. But you know what? There's the fact of that, like, especially someone from the UK making a book on hip hop. Because no one, you wouldn't really expect it. Most of the time when Americans sometimes come to the UK, mm. they like, they still think that, you know, British people are something completely different. So when you're coming and providing a hip hop book, nah, it's, it's different. Nah, the, the ones that, the ones that have had the biggest careers understand how important the UK is. Mm. And it, it's like Chuck D says in the forward, you know, he, he, he saw that there was a hunger and a passion for the music. Yeah. And, you know, Kanye is the first to say that the UK gets it first and other artists that, you know, it, they, they genuinely understand that there's a passion over here. Like we appreciate it as much, if not more than most Americans, because, you know, I think it's that thing where if you're from a certain place where that thing originates, you can take it for granted. Yeah. Whereas people overseas are just because they're starved of it or because it's not as easily success, accessible, um, you appreciate it a bit more. It's know? true. All right, so for breaking down the book then, for anyone who hasn't read it, it's been out about just, oh, just under a week yeah. right now yeah, at this yeah. stage. So what was the reason behind the book? So you've kind of got the kind of key tagline right mm. there. So it's like, hip hop has raised me is definitive volume mm. on essence, experience, mm. and also energy that is hip hop, mm. right? So for anyone like who's just kind of you know, listening to this and want to go pick up the book, mm. if she's in stores right now in all available bookstores, yeah, yeah. that plug right there. Yeah, yeah. But on Amazon. Exactly, yeah. on Amazon. I'll pop that after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Click on that link straight after the show. Trust me, no, yeah. no uh, shameless plug in yeah, right now, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so why, what can you kind of expect to see in the book? What's going to kind of drag people to kind of have a look at this book? All right, this book is, <laughs> all right, this book is a self-help book. It's a history book. Yeah. It's a reference book. It's a book about the most exciting culture on earth. It's a book about some of the most inspirational people that inspire generations of people to do something with their lives. Um, this book is about the voice of the voiceless. It's all of those things. Yeah. So you know what, like it's connecting people. It's connecting people. I mean, it's not, it's inspiring people more than anything else. I mean, yeah. the original idea I had for the, for the book was tragedy to triumph. And I was gonna do like 10 chapters on people who'd been through some kind of trauma. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I, I read 
books by an author called Malcolm Gladwell. Um, he's done stuff like The Tipping Point, 10,000 Hours. Yeah. And it's just like fascinating ways of looking at why people do certain things and how this affects certain people and yeah. so forth. And Freakonomics uh, explains how certain events have happened and so forth. So my thing was, there ain't that many positive things out there for yeah. youth, you know, to relate to. Yeah. You know, so I was like, I've interviewed all these artists. I know 50 Cent, Kanye West, Michael Moore, Dizzy Valley. Like, I know all these people who've been through some serious kind of event, but yeah. they turn their life around. Even though they've rapped about it, you see, you see the glamour and the glitz and the success. Yeah. You see the happy ever after. They mention that they've been through something, yeah. but it doesn't get broken down. They don't focus into it because they want people to listen to the music instead. Right. Yeah. So my focus, my thing was, let, what is the catalyst? What is that? What is that thing that makes you turn your life around? What is that thing that, when you've been shot nine times and you get dropped and everybody's against you, that you have that resolve to get up and turn your life around and you're one of the most successful businessmen on the planet? Yeah. What is that catalyst? And I wanted to know. That's why I wanted to do the book on it. But also. Yeah. I felt there's a need for like people to see that, you know, because that doesn't get celebrated. So my manager takes the idea to the book, to a book company called Thames and Hudson, and they're like, yeah, we like the idea, but we want you to do the book on hip hop. So I was okay. like, I can't do the book on hip hop because- yeah. It's 40 years worth of content. And 30 people should be doing it, not just one. So they were like, no, 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 we want you to do it, we want you to do it, and everything else. So I was like, so I went away for a few days I actually turned it down. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> actually, I was actually like, no, 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 I shouldn't be doing this. Good thing you did it. Yeah. That's what we're saying, yeah. And then, and then I was listening to a track by Malcolm Moore, um, Can't Hold Us with the, lyric, the lyrics that says, um, what do you expect when Wu-Tang raised you? Mm. So I was like, yeah, it raised me a bit. Mm, Public Enemy raised me. Actually, hip-hop raised me. Actually, hip-hop's raised most people I know. Yeah. You know? Um, so I thought... Yeah, hip hop raised me. Like that's the realest thing I could write. So it kind of combines the original aim of because I've been through some stuff myself. Yeah. So and you know when you say how has hip hop raised you? Like well, everything that, from being a DJ, I wanted to become a DJ because I saw Terminator X on stage killing it, and from Public Enemy, I was a fan of Public Enemy because I was going through some stuff at a time and the music made sense. Yeah. It's like, you see, like everything, so it working backwards, in. yeah. So why was you going through some stuff? So you, you, you got to break everything down and yeah. that's why it's, yeah, it's, there's a story attached to it, but the underlying thing is, it's, it's a book about people who turn their lives around on a bigger yeah. scale, you know, with, in terms of Jay-Z, there was a time when labels didn't want to sign him. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, crazy, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, shout outs to everybody who's yeah, in yeah. doubt because they made a big mistake. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and and you know, it's an amazing story, and I think the way that I've presented some of the chapters and the way that I've written, I don't think it's been done before. So, yeah. So, all right. So, breaking it down then. So, setting it up and actually, you know, make it into a book. Hmm. Was it different than kind of doing a radio documentary? Because it's kind of you know, yeah, you're, yeah, you're writing now. Yeah, definitely. Of, yeah, it's um. Yeah, because, you know, you, you've got to make words make sense. Yeah. You've got to make each ch chapter sound different. It's mm. very, you know, I wrote 100,000 words and then it, over a six month period, and then it got trimmed down to 48,000 words. Um, that's like, yeah, that's a lot of like words getting cut, you know. Yeah, I should have, you know, I should have done a PhD at the same time. Trust or something. me. It's like, <laughs> like, you know, so, and 
it's pretty easy to write about because it's about music that I love and it's yeah. music that I've grown up on. But um, you still got to make it make sense. Yeah. You still got to, you write it, then you check it. You do about four drafts before you hand it in. Yeah. Then you hand it in and you get it sent back to you and you've got to shorten it. Hand it back. Yeah. You've got to shorten it again. So every time you've got to make an edit, you've got to read it again to make sure it makes sense. Mm. So It's a long process. Very intense. Yeah. yeah. But we spent six months writing it three months editing it yeah. which is pretty quick that is know, very quick in publishing terms yeah so obviously you said you wanted to kind of think about making like another one mm. would you think about making a magazine because one of my mates actually thought like, okay this is good and it's like mm. it's a benchmark whereas a magazine like once a year because you know back in the day skills used to do that like 0809 wrap up yeah, yeah. like a magazine kind of following up every single year marking the biggest events no one does that either people tend to forget stuff yeah do as a book though mm. like I bet the cost of doing a paperback book isn't that far away from doing a one-off magazine. You think? Yeah, definitely. Shut down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> shut down still, you know. Nah, it's not shut down. It's like, you might be right. I might be wrong. There's no right or wrong answer. Who knows? But but what is the best thing you could do? What's going to last the test of time? Yeah. What's going to be there in your attic 50 years from now, like, that is a time capsule for the next generation. Mm, trust me, because Hip Hop Raised Me is a big book. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a murder weapon right there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Hip Hop Raised Me, Hip Hop Killed Me, man. It, it? <laughs> if you broke in, yeah. Trust me. <laughs> today. But um, yeah, all right, let's talk about like hip hop and how it's changed. So yeah. before it was kind of, you know, seen as like the enemy. It wasn't like, I kind of grew up, my first album I bought was 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying, right. with my own money. Yeah, yeah. And I was 10 when I bought that. Right, And I had wow. to kind of like lie, I had to lie and be like, there's no swear words yeah, 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 But back, you know, even before that in the 90s, it was seen as the enemy, it wasn't seen as yeah, like yeah. something good. Kind of still is. Do you know what, it's turned around though. And A like, bit. Reason why I say it's turned around is, Jay-Z and Drake, I'm gonna use them two just for mm. now. They are kind of like the key people. Like Drake is kind of almost a household name now. Mm. Not many houses across the UK, across the world probably don't know who Drake is. Jay-Z and Beyonce, them two mm. are the power couple. Like, you know, Jay-Z the other day was rocking that, um, that, you know, used to be a drug dealer hat mm. and stuff like that. And it kind of shows the transformation, how Jay-Z is accepted. You know what I mean? So with- All right, yeah. would you play a Jay-Z album in front of your mum? Yeah, my mum likes French Montana. Oh, okay. So, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, your grandmother. <laughs> nah, that's the Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but yeah. also on CNN yesterday, there was some news anchor woman saying about how Hillary Clinton likes Beyonce, who says things about, if he walks me good, I'll take my man to Red Lobster. And she's trying to use that as a negative yeah, to say yeah. how bad Hillary is. So it still gets beaten up and it still yeah. gets used for like other people's agendas when yeah. when people feel like it. But I feel like it's not as, you know, heavily criticised. You know, before obviously if that when it came out, like for example, NWA, mm. direct, you know. They, I don't know, I had to go on a TV show defending 50 Cent when he first came out of Get Rich or Die Trying. I yeah. think the next time a gangster rapper comes out, definitely. And also, like, let's not forget the way that the media like rips Kanye West apart. Yeah. And like, yeah, we, we all know like what his rants are about. We all know it's like an extension of the music. Yeah. The media makes him look deranged though. Like they, they crucify him. Mm. Like, so it's kind of like, they still mock it. They still put a negative slant on it. It's never, they never celebrate the positive. They're not saying, yeah, look how great Drake is or anything like that. They hate the fact that it was number one for so long. Yeah. They they use it to beat up Radio One. Like, look, all they do is play Drake. Mm. They tried to cut it off, yeah. What's up with that? Have <laughs> to look at the camera as well, you know, and be like, what's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just feel like sometimes it's 
But like 20 years ago, it was a lot worse than it is now. That is still venues the one that you play hip hop. Yeah, well, this place is in Croydon. I don't want it to do that. So it's, yeah. it could be mad still. Yeah, man. Right, yeah. So breaking it down for you then, what was the first album or project that you ever bought, which kind of like introduced you into hip hop in general? My brother had albums yeah. that I listened to and he had tracks that I listened to like, um, but the first thing that I bought myself was probably, it's Public Enemy, takes it's, it's three albums. It's Public yeah. Enemy, Takes a Nation of Millions, Ice-T, the power album, and BDP, By Any Means Necessary. Okay. So it wasn't one, it was three at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good cop out. You like, mixed up in it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were some times where you just ghosted in it, just yeah. backing it out. No, but I went, I, went to the, I went to the US for the first time ever when I was like 16. Okay. So I go into this, this, this music store, yeah. and I could see all these, I'd never seen anything like it, all these hip hop albums. And I was like, I was like, oh shit, this is what my brother listens to. And then I was like, had a little bit of spending money in it so mm. I was like oh, let me buy these albums I felt big yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the dollar was strong you know yeah, when the power was strong against yeah, yeah. the dollar like one Yo, to two we're, we're paupers now man yeah, like, man, that they seat. killed us they killed us just God does still yeah we're broke but bombs now <laughs> you know what let's get to a track before we even yeah. go going. so yeah. out of any track in the world right now what track would you play right now what's your track for this now early early days early days yeah um Let's take it to Dougie Fresh featuring Slick Rick, the show. Jeez. This is a classic. This is like, you gotta remember, this is a classic for a lot of reasons. One, because it's a beatboxer who's on the record, and two, it's an English MC. Yeah. So this, this is the godfather of UK rap, really. But it's a banging track as well, and you know, it sounds as good as it did back then. Today is, you know, anything else. So it's like, yeah, it's a fire. From Mitchum as well. From Mitchum. Yeah. CR4. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yo, 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 this is DJ Semsex right now. You just heard Slick Rick, Dougie Fresh back to back. The show, you feeling that? Yeah, I like it still. Classic. Are you taking over my show? Taking over, bro. Because I'm kind of deep, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not one extra, fam. This is not one extra, fam. <laughs> but all right, so linking it in then to music that is kind of being championed in the UK right now. Yeah, yeah. That is grime music. Yeah, I saw you tweet. I think it was today or some stage this week. Yeah. and you're like you couldn't kind of do a hip hop, but you know, without mentioning grime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what do you think about this? Because sometimes I feel like because grime now has just been seen as UK UK music in general. Mm. I feel like some hip hop artists are just kind of being like either pressure to one making grime music so they stay relevant, or two, they're just they're making hip hop music, but it's just being put as grime. Yeah, it's, it's a lazy analogy. Like, God bless the media for being lazy. And, you know, yeah. it's like Section Boys gets labeled as grime. Mm. You know, Loyal Carnage the other day was like, he was mentioned in the newspaper as being a grime act. Like, <laughs> you know, like, and, and it's, it's lazy, you know. Yeah. It's a joke. Um, but I, I think what's happened with grime is an amazing thing. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's not a direct descendant of hip hop. It's yeah. definitely influenced by it. And, you know, it's closer to dancehall than it is to hip hop in terms of the roots and what it's about yeah. and how it came about from the art clashing. But it is our own UK voice, yeah. you know, um, the distinctive voice. So it's dope. I just hope it goes from strength to strength, you know? Exactly. Well, yeah, it's like, I saw some of the other stuff you were tweeting today as well about people like, you no, know, you know, trying to eat off the scene. Yeah. Not so much and stuff. Do you think that kind of happens and people come and go and as trends and yeah, stuff? Yeah, you get a lot of people who see this as a phase in growing up, you know, yeah. or they don't realise it's a phase in growing up and they just, 
you know, they it gets annoying you see scenesters like making out like they're grind purists and everything and it's like really you was listening to Black Eyed Peas two years ago so <laughs> they were around two years you ago know you know what I mean so, yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like and then I've seen the grind thing from the start I've seen it have its highs I've seen it at its lows yeah. and it's like you know everybody who's been involved in it and fought for what they believed in and stuck by what they believed in it's, it's like you gotta commend them man you gotta respect them for that and yeah. don't take the piss don't try to come into it and rinse it you yeah. know um, you you can't, you know, it's no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It just drops. Don't get no. me started, bro. Like, yeah, trust me. Long, you get the hip hop lecture right now. You know, I'm about to start charging admission for this. You know, <laughs> but going back to the book. So, a soundtrack accompanies the book. Nah, I pulled. You changed it. You changed it now. Yeah, because I heard rumors about this, and I was going to ask you what songs you would have kind of used. Nah, that's the problem because. Trying to do, we was looking at doing something, but um, it's it wasn't. It, I wasn't gonna get the tracks that I needed, so I was just like, you leave it. Nah, yeah. Is it one of the ones you have to work through, like you know, get like clearance and all that, or could you just? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's long. Yeah, it's long because you know all these some artists signed to this label to that label and everything else is politics trying to get yeah and I couldn't do an album without having Drake or Jay-Z on it you know what I mean it's yeah, like, yeah then you'd be like yo send work one for two people, yeah people start adding <laughs> you know? it would be <laughs> good you know Sam you got no Kanye in your album like mm. you know what yeah, I mean, you just send emojis innit that's what yeah. people do they just reply back in emojis like just nah, I'd rather I'd rather just not, I'd rather wait and do it another time when it's appropriate you know fair properly. so what about the show then are you gonna do the? Are you gonna still do the show? Which the so like a kind of a hip hop radio nah, show? You nah, scrap that nah, as well. Nah, crash that as well. You scrap everything. No, nah, we did. We did the clothing. Clothing yeah. did good. Like, um, nah, we did the graffiti piece last night in Croydon. That was fun. But with the show, again, I couldn't get who I wanted. Yeah. Like, can you imagine the embarrassment? I do shows all year round. Yeah. Like, yeah just yeah. a couple of weeks ago, I had an amazing show with Little Yachty. Yeah. And then I couldn't get anyone fucked up with the ninth. Like it, it was like crazy. Mm. It was originally I wanted Run the Jewels, Naz, and Joey Badass. I felt that that was exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So no one was about. It'll be about soon though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. hopefully that something can happen. Like yeah. that lineup was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, right? Level. That's level. It, it had to be that. Like it had to be something that was like you're never gonna see again. Yeah. There's no point in me just doing one thing. At one point, it was going to be like designer and some other people, and it's like, yeah, it's like but it's not. It's not. It's not Naz, what you saw. Nah, it's not Naz, Joey Badass, and one of the jewels on the same stage. Exactly. Yeah, no. and me in between. Hey, hey, <laughs> another plug, hey, you know, another plug. Hey. <laughs> but um, yeah, talking about like you know shows and that. So yeah. Semtex Arrivals has become you know a place where you can kind of witness new acts yeah, yeah, yeah. like I went to the last two so I went to Alan well not the last two I went to Alan Kingdom and I went to right. Yachty yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. I missed Tunji, Tunji EJ you missed Tunji EJ and you missed Russ okay yeah Russ so, was dope yeah that's I, it. I wanted to come yeah. to that one but yeah that was sick sometimes Sunday nights is a bit of a myth for me you know no that was a Saturday is it a Saturday yeah okay. no excuse no excuse bro the <laughs> <laughs> way my concerts were yeah. set up but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But um, yeah, talking about you know Semtex arrivals. So, yeah. what made you start that? Because you know, I think for, uh, before I you know, sorry to cut you, but like, I think sometimes a DJ is in your position, mm. like you're so high up and you've done so much. Sometimes it's hard to look the other way, if you know what I mean. Nah, you know what it is. All right, so 
someone comes over and does their first ever show yeah it's amazing right yeah even if it isn't amazing it's memorable right yeah well Alan Kingdom I thought was really cool yeah second show eh. again yeah third show it's like the second show I don't know sometimes third show is decent fourth show that's too professional you know it's mm. big stage big lights and all yeah. of that and you're so far away from the artist it's like what's the point yeah so for me it's like I really value those intimate shows and that first show where an artist comes over for the first time and they gasp it's a special moment for yeah. them um, yeah I feel that's like the best moment yeah you, you, we live in an age where everything's either downloaded or streamed you can't download or stream that experience mm. so every show's been a battle every show's been like yeah, why am I doing this? Bit <laughs> of that, you know. Yeah. But you know, there's been some amazing moments, like the first Joey Badass show. Like, yeah, it's amazing, you know. And it's it's um, I think I think it's got more of a historical aspect to it rather than doing a you know. Oh yeah, I did this show at the O2. I did this show at yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah. But you think is you like like some of the smaller gigs? They're yeah. they're better. They feel like birthdays is such a good venue. Did you go to the future one? Didn't. <sighs> Nah, I wish bro, I went to the future one. The future one was insane, bro. Mm. Future, I thought someone was gonna die out here. <laughs> like I was, I was like, yo, this is this is hard. Like yeah. this is sick. Like it was like a zoo. Speakers were falling off walls. People were getting crushed at the front. And I was like, oh, this is sick. They're trying to set up carnival after party. Uh, and I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, this is sick. Oh, shit, someone might die. You don't want to be in that newspaper, you know? So nah, man. Nah, 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 yeah, nah, 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 not at all. So after that one, we were like. Yeah, we we you know like Young Thug, we made sure the venue was bigger. Me, yeah. we did that at Coco. That was amazing. Um, I think you kind of know like who should be in what position. I think Alan Kingdom was a nice battle there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Birthdays, whereas yeah, yeah. Lil Yachty was good. Yeah, yeah, at, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot what the venue was. It was in it was garage. Yeah, garage. That's, yeah, that's an that, I think that was one of the best. Yeah, like, yeah. everything about that night was. Sick. Wait, it was just so calm. Like yeah, he came yeah, in, yeah. he just turned yeah, up. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what, personally for me, like obviously you're someone who kind of like you know follows. Like Lil Yachty, you know, yeah, you yeah. put him on into yeah, yeah. into the UK. Like yeah, that was a sold out show. Yeah, I didn't really know about Lil Yachty. Like as in his music, I was a bit like, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Mm. like one night I was like, yeah. mm. like, yeah. and then now I see it and I, yeah. I saw him live, in Minnesota. Yeah, and I'm just same. like, do you know what? Yeah, even the same for me though. Minnesota, yeah. I never really paid attention to it properly. I saw that. I was like. Yeah, I need to be playing this. <laughs> yeah. So what, what do you think then, like bringing that to like old school versus new school then? Like, because obviously he got a lot of stick for, you know, saying he yeah. couldn't name five Tupac or Biggie songs. And then his dad even came out the other day and was like, look, he makes songs for teenagers now. Mm. So do you think, are you, what do you think of this kind of crossover that we're getting now? Because we're getting like little Uzi Verts and that coming through sounding completely different. It's to a new day, people. you know, it's a new day, new voices, new things to say, new yeah. ways of saying them. And that's it. Hip hop always evolves. It's not. You can't be mad at a kid who says, "I can't name five Biggie tracks." Yeah. Well, you must go home and revise. <laughs> like that's not what hip hop is. Hip hop was never that. Yeah. And then you sound like parents. Mm. And then hip hop was never about subscribing to your parents' approval. True. It wasn't. That's true. It was like turn that down. No, turn it up. Mm. You know, it was like bust that dial off. Don't play that. Yeah, get the next album as well. You know, <laughs> like don't wear shoes like that. Oh, I'll get some more crazy as well. ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah everything. Oh, you got a hole in your jeans. Yeah, I'll make another one. You know, every yeah. everything was flipped. They so, made the hole too big, boy. They, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it's like at the end of the day, it's like I, I don't care about that. Is the music good? 
yeah, cool, let's go. Yeah. That's all that matters to me. I don't I don't care like, you know. Mm. There's a lot of artists who don't know the history. Yeah. How many artists have come over here like, yeah, what do you think of the UK? Yo, I'd be like in Skepta. Do you know any more acts? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, embarrassing. It, it gets a bit annoying, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing. Like, and what are you gonna do? You're gonna pl- complain about that? Yeah. No, just get on with it. It's the thing is to be fair, like it happened to me, because I saw like young fuck and when I first when I heard lifestyle. Like I was stoner first, but that was a while back. I was like twenty thirteen. The lifestyle was kind of his one of his bigger breakthroughs, and I was like, I could not understand anything you're saying. Now, same way, I've got like, no, my name is Jeffrey on my iPod. I'm banging it out because eventually, I feel like you make that crossover. Do you understand what he says now? Yeah, yeah. Anyone who says they do is a liar. (laughs) (laughs) Someone on like put on YouTube put like graphics saying living life like a volcano. Man is not saying that. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I, I think, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Doug's dope. Yeah, mm. that's the main thing. Like, all right, so for you then, like moving it to like you know discovering new people and that, like Kanye West, mm. you know he shouted you out two thousand five mm. times back way back. Even Drake was it yeah, High Park yeah. that you went to with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah walking around yeah, that back yeah. in like so far gone comeback yeah, season yeah, times, yeah, yeah. like. What is it like kind of working with these people from when you see them on the come up to being these like big names? Um, it's a good question. Thank you. Um, I think it's crazy because you know they're gonna do something, and that's why I track them down. And yeah. That's why I'm like early because I know this is gonna pop off. Yeah. Even if no one else gets it, I really don't care. But yeah. And it's kind of like part of that is how the vibe night is come out of that basically. Like that first, like you said about Yachty, and you do the first show. It's an extension of. Um, being early in the interview and everything, but it's 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 just great to see people evolve, you know. See yeah. artists like the way that Kanye's gone from college dropout. I mean, this is the thing. So um, with college dropout, he wanted to do a listening thing, private listening thing, somewhere to play the album to the DJs. Yeah. So we got a room with one extra, fifteen DJs in the room. And then he's done the same thing for Pablo, but it's a Madison Square Garden with like 20,000 yeah. people in the Exactly, room. yeah. And the fashion Levels. show going on behind the background. Levels. Right? Yeah. So he, Kanye's one of the greatest of our time. You know, he's, he's the classical composer. We just don't refer to him as that. Mm. Um, and I think Drake, the beautiful thing about Drake, right? Sounded moist. <laughs> the most impressive thing about Drake is that he's, not American. Yeah. You got a non-American guy at the top of the rap game. Mm. Open season. Like anyone much, yeah. can get it in. But you know what I think because Canada's so close though, it's I feel like will you see do you think you'll see a UK person on the top like dominating the world? Cause I think it's yeah. I think I think I still think we're a, like, a little while away. Nah, I, I, think th- I don't there. think I think if you think like that you will be. Mm. Just make great music. Yeah. Anything's happen anything can happen. Anything's possible. That's true. You know. Nation of billions, fam. Standard. I had to bring that in. I had to slide <laughs> that one in, you know. <laughs> so Nation of Villains is also yeah. like, you know, a big project that you work with. Yeah, yeah. And like, when you like, you know, started that and you were building with it, yeah. what was the aim? Just to make a Nation of Billionaires or? That's good, I should use that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I should be like, yeah, Tag yeah. Like, that, that was the aim all along. Trademark, <laughs> just putting this in now, you know. Now, what it was, um, Again, I got sick of seeing certain sites like always mock the culture or yeah. like not presenting it in the right way. Um, and the title of the site is a play on my favorite Public Enemy album, Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back. Okay. I think it's safe to say is 
there's a nation of billions. Yeah. Uh, there's a nation of billions of hip hop fans across the world. You, you, we're in an age where billions of people have seen Wiz Khalifa in a video. You yeah. Know? Um, the music's consumed like crazy, like crazy amounts. The fan base is wider than it's ever before. So it was a, it was a play, and it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Yeah. So we at the hip hop nation is billions of people around the world. Yeah. Um, and that's what it is. It's all inclusive. It's about great music. Yeah. And that's it. That's it's pretty simple. Okay. It's about positive things. It's about it's it's about everything that hip hop's about. It's about everything that public enemy how it educated me it's about everything that it's about everything it's about everything about the people that contribute to it as well yeah so it's not just about me so djsemtex.com was just me like yeah yeah, yeah well you got a nation of billions like section but nation, nation yeah. Of, yeah yeah but nation of billions is everyone yeah it's like whoever yeah it's all inclusive so because you're not going to get people asking you how to be like an honorary member of that you know yeah yeah no no like, standard yeah. yeah you just hit up the page like mm. team will be in touch like, <laughs> and, that, and that's it and, and that, that's all it was it's just like I got tired of I got tired of certain other sites just doing the negative stuff all the time yeah and it's not it's not this music's amazing it's, it's, it yeah. it changes lives you with a positive energy and like you know the contribution and stuff that you've done especially with the book right now out has been noticed do you know what I mean like a lot of people I think I, like if you weren't if you were coming with like bad mind bad vibes nah, I don't do that I've never that's done that that's what, that's yeah, what I'm saying yeah, if, you were coming, if you were coming with that you wouldn't be in the position mm. that you would be in and people wouldn't mess with you like how they mess with you that's, mm. the, that's the main thing mm. do you know what before we continue let's get into another song yeah. so do you something more modern now more modern what are you thinking Kendrick Lamar alright really yeah why why because I think this is the anthem I think this is the this is music as substance. This is protest music. Okay. I think given everything that's going on in the world right now, yeah, definitely. what Kendrick says on this track is, it is some of the most important words you're gonna hear. Yeah. It's, it's one of the most, the most rebellious tracks to come out in the last 18 months, but um, it's, yeah, it's an important record. So I'm here right now. It's only right that we do this. Yo, let me take over for a minute. It's DJ Sensex right here. <laughs> Protest music at his best. Kendrick Lamar. All right, let's go. Them ones there, well, you know what I mean? I ain't gonna say nothing. You know what I mean? One extra West Side takeover. <laughs> but, um, all right, so that was, actually, you know what? Before we even do that, I'm gonna fling an eye as well. I'm fling an eye. There you go, bang. All right, let's get into this as well. Kendrick Lamar, eye. Cool. Done. All right, so bringing it back to the book before we leave. Yeah, yeah. All right, so where can people get that? Do all the plug-in or everything now? Yeah, the book is available from everywhere that sells books. Um, Amazon, it's on Amazon right now for £26. Everywhere else, it's £40, so take advantage of the discount. Trust me. The only thing I can say is, like, to add to that is that it's the perfect gift. So for Christmas, get it for your dad, get it for your brother, get it for your son, whatever. It's the perfect gift. Hip Hop Raise Me out now in all good stores. Trust me, any discounts on Black Friday, by the way? Boy. <laughs> Factor that in, you know. Isn't it? Should, say? should have got the pre-order and got a free t-shirt. That's true, because I, I don't want it to be like Drake, £110, you know. <laughs> I ain't got that type of P to be spending that yeah, much money on that. £110 is a lot, isn't it? That's better. I ain't paying that. You're, of course you ain't. No. You're, you're fine. You walked him in Hyde Park seven years ago. You get him for free. I, I think I'll watch your live stream or something. 110. I'm go. saying it's like 110, like... Yeah, it's a lot, man. Mm. It's hard out here. Yeah. He took advantage of Brexit, innit? 
<laughs> Trust me. Anyway, family, listening in, we're going to leave it there. DJ Semtex, thank you so much for coming through today. Nah, it's all good, man. All the best. Actually, you know what? Choose one more song. We'll finish, it. We'll finish off on it. Chance the Rapper um, featuring... Two chains and little Wayne, no problem. That was my former track of the week. Make a good choice right there. Great minds. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hip hop raise beat is out right now. Make sure you go cop that. It's your boy Miles. Peace. DJ Semtex in the building. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.